And plenty of text coming in on that discussion about the big four. One of you says, in my work, consultants used for two reasons. One, because ministers don't trust advice or senior execs don't like the internal advice. And two, to manage change, organisational change so it seems independent. The quality of advice was often poorer than internal capability. Last year, residents around Loch Ney in Ireland realised something was wrong. The swarms of flies that appear around the UK's biggest freshwater lake every spring never arrived. And now the locals, who used to hate the flies, are actually really worried. Because the flies are a keystone species for the ecology of the lake, and their sudden failure to appear could be a signal that the loch and its surrounding wetlands are heading towards some kind of ecological collapse. Is it climate change? Is it the farm fertiliser runoff? Loch Ness supplies more than 40% of Northern Ireland's drinking water and just as importantly, it's a site of deep cultural and mythological significance and home to the largest wild eel fishery in Europe. Dr Simon Doherty is an expert on aquatic health at Queen's University Belfast and he joins us from outside Belfast this morning. Simon Doherty, welcome to Saturday Extra. Good morning, Fran. Simon, you've been up to the loch recently. What's it like at the moment? At this time of the year, the loch is absolutely beautiful. Um, we're, we're, we've had a really lovely couple of days here, uh, blue skies, and although we're still in, in uh, you know, the midst of winter, of, of winter um, it's absolutely stunning, stunning scenery. Nice clear water, and uh, everything, everything looks good at okay. the minute. Well, everything looks good. I was talking about the disappearance of the flies. Can you just, I mean, it's hard for us to understand what this is. How many flies arrive every year? What do the locals endure normally? Yeah, so the, a lot of the flies that we, you know, uh, think about uh, as being close to Loch Ness and um, in and around Northern Ireland uh, waterways and, and up the west coast of Scotland, um, we'll have a, a combination of different sorts of flies. A lot of the flies that are in close to Loch Ness are um, chironomid uh, midges. Um, so these actually aren't biting midges. Um, they're the, the sort of midges that actually don't have any mouth parts at all. Um, and there's lots of them though, right, that come every year? Yeah, there's, there's, there's usually a lot of them. And um, what we've seen over the over this last wee while is um, is a change in when they're emerging. So they're they're not coming from anywhere else. They're coming from um, you know from locally, but it, it's changing weather patterns that we're seeing the uh, uh, an alteration in when they're emerging. So if they don't appear, I, I read one report from a local saying that, uh, you know, they diminished and then they just didn't arrive at all last year. If they don't appear, is that the proverbial canary in the coal mine and what is it warning of? Yeah, it, it kind of is. Uh, we, we had a really unusual last year last year that um, we had a lot of uh, rainfall early early on, but we had a really warm spell in May into early June which is normally, we would normally have the images established. So, I mean, I was out walking my dog last weekend and, and actually there was, a, you know, a swarm of images um, that I noticed when I was sort of heading back towards the car park. And, um, you know, so the images are starting to emerge around this time. And this is actually, this year it's a little bit early. Mm -hmm. Last year it was really late. Okay. And 
And that was the worry because obviously the midges kind of emerge, then they reproduce, then they, you know, and once they reproduce, they go into this cycle. So by the time we get to the, towards the end of the summer, there's usually very big clouds of, of, of midges around the, the waterways. And what we were finding was that because we were getting that delay in the emergence last year, um, it was a real sign that, that something wasn't quite right. Um, and, and we've seen then other signs about, uh, you know, from that as well. Okay. And, and, well, know, the algae. Let's talk about that because, as you say, the flies aren't the only canary. Perhaps an even bigger yeah. issue is the outbreak of blue-green algae that last year I think covered up to half the lake. What's causing that? Yeah, so this is, I mean, we, we talk about it colloquially as, as being blue-green algae. They're mm-hmm. actually little bacteria. They're blue, um, little bacteria that produce toxins um, called cyanobacteria. Um, and it is, it's, it's a real kind of combination of things, particularly nitrogen and phosphorus runoff from the land, um, you know, so, so therefore, you know, a link to agriculture. Um, you know, um, Loch Ness is about 150 square miles, as you, as you mentioned in your, in your introduction. It's, it's the biggest inland water waterway um you know in the uk um it's a, it's a really sort of significant um ecosystem but what we were finding was that the the water that was running off was um you know w- had higher levels of nitrates and particularly phosphates um seemed to be um you know kind of the finger pointed at the phosphates in relation to the algae but we were getting these huge blooms of these al- of this algae and and this real sort of nasty bright green sludge appearing around the edge of the loch and it was uh, certainly if you if you look up pictures on the internet it's really unsightful um but also then the toxins that are uh, potentially produced by these cyanobacteria um are potentially harmful um you know to wildlife um to companion animals that are you know when people take their dog out for a walk sure. um and, and also then for you know for people that are um, using the loch for leisure activities okay and so I'm and just briefly, we're almost out of time, but, you know, who's managing this impending ecological disaster? And if you're in charge, what would be the first thing you'd do? Yeah, well, this is this has been one of the problems here in Northern Ireland. I don't, I don't want to get terribly political, but we haven't had that sort of leadership. We've had a collapsed assembly for two sure. years and, you know, we need to we need to get, you know, that is now up and running. Um it's it's incumbent on everyone. You know, I, I am a big advocate of one health approach. So recognizing the links between people, animals, plants and their shared environment. Um, but everybody needs to take some ownership. It's very easy sometimes to point the, the finger at government. Government certainly need to provide the leadership, um, but we all need to take action. Farmers need to look at when they're applying fertilizer, when they're applying slurry to the land. Um, but also then looking at, at sort of wastewater um, going into the loch and, and, and that type of thing as well. And just very briefly again, the eels, are the eels still there? It's an important industry, isn't it? Just briefly. Yeah, it's a, it's a really important industry. We have about 400 tonnes of eels are harvested each year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a semi-managed uh, type of, of um, aquaculture system. It's not okay. you know, sort of aquaculture in the traditional sense of nets and things like that. But um, yeah, there, it's a semi-managed fishery. Yeah. Okay. So um, it, is, it is important, yeah. Got to clean up the lake. Simon Doherty, thank you very much. Yeah. Dr. Simon Doherty from Queen's University in Belfast. And that's it for us on Sunday Extra this week. If you missed my earlier interview with Greg Combay on the government's Think Big approach to clean energy investment, you can listen back on the ABC Listen app and to all our interviews. And just a quick weather update for anyone going to see Taylor Swift tonight. It looks like the rain should clear in time for kickoff. Well, that's good news. Thanks to the Sunday Extra team, Belinda's, 
Summer, Isabel Summerson and Alison Carabine and Anne-Marie de Betancourt in the studio. Have a great week and say hello now to Geraldine Duke and Hamish MacDonald from Global Roaming. Global Roaming.